This episode of Adventures in Aurelia is brought to you by Gabe and Jeff from Inner Party Conflict, Chai Kai, Fred on Fire, Evora Dawn, Zach B., and Dungeons and Randomness on Patreon. You can join them in supporting the show at patreon.com slash adventures in Aurelia. And welcome to Adventures in Aurelia, a podcast where five friends sit around the table and record themselves playing Dungeons and Dragons. I'm Caitlin. I play Tempest, a water genasi ranger. I'm Krista, and I play as Ariel, who's an Asmar divine soul sorceress. I'm Chris, and I play Rim, a human paladin. I'm Chantel, and I play Kanina, a tiefling sorcerer. And I'm Damien. You can trust me. I'm the dungeon master. We'd like to thank BattleBards.com for allowing us to use their songs and sound effects in our production. If you would like to bring these sounds from the world of Aurelia to your home games, sign up for BattleBards Prime. Your BattleBards Prime submit subscription will give you access to stream all songs from their catalog, as well as a 20% discount on all purchases. Use the code Aurelia, that's E-R-Y-L-I-A, when signing up to get 15% off the cost of your subscription. Dungeons and Randomness is a D&D actual play podcast with a bit of a twist. Several groups of adventurers make their way in the world of Theria at the same time. Actions can have dire consequences and black and white choices are rare. Some seek fame and fortune, some are seeking revenge, and others are just trying to live their day-to-day lives. It's not a campaign. It is a living, breathing world. Check out dandrpodcast.com for more info, or find Dungeons & Randomness wherever you get your podcasts. This episode, we'd love to give a shout-out to our Patreon supporters, each and every one of them. Their support helps us grow the show in ways we cannot afford to do on our own. Thanks to their continued support, we were able to commission our first piece of art for the show, a group portrait of the Aurelian Epic Party. Sketch Goblin did the art, and you can find it in our new cover art for the Aurelian Epic episodes, as well as on our website. Thank you to Caitlin, Chaikai, Chris, Kristoff, Dungeons and Randomness, Evora Dawn, Fred on Fire, Gabe and Jeff from Interparty Conflict, Jamie Brace, Lucas Duff from Ballad of the Seven Dice, and Zach B. As a thank you to everyone who supports us, we ran a special on our Patreon to receive a handwritten postcard featuring the new art if you were in any tier on September 1st, 2019. Previously, the party of the Aurelian Epic has been in a bit of a personal mission. After finding and delivering a great axe that gave off a powerfully evil aura to the guild masters in Riven, they were given some time to do their own thing while the masters did some research and investigation. They chose to use that time to sail north, with the ultimate goal of visiting the dwarven kingdom of Sterengeld. They had discovered some items in the caves that were of dwarven make, and they wanted to see if perhaps the dwarves have been having similar issues. After presenting the bracelet and locket they had found to Lord Elmgarn, he told them a sad tale. The items had belonged to his daughter and her unapproved lover, who had disappeared years ago. They must have gotten lost or ambushed within the mountain tunnels. While in the city, 
A few members of the group had visited a library in hopes of finding out more information regarding dragons, which they had been warned about. Though it has been much too soon for any real information to be uncovered, their initial searches gave them a list of names and associated colors, as well as an old legend involving a dragon and a rider. They have requested that any further research be sent off to meet them at the Guild Hall. Rem. Ariel. Both of you roll me a d8. Do you remember which one that is? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's been a while. She never rolls them. Six. Eight. We rejoin the party as they are making their way down the lift system from the grand city of Sterengeld, the mountain hold of the dwarves in the north of Sival, down into Steren, a small village that acts as the gatekeeping town. Is there anything that any of you would like to discuss with one another as you take the lift back down? Yes, the mustache is still there. <laughs> I think that's I one. asked you that at the end of the last yep. time. did. That's, that's why last, I threw it in. That's the last sentence I have for that arc. <laughs> Mustaches are still there. Yep. Um, nothing particular Anina would like to talk about, but if Ariel's still feeling shaky on the lift, she'll comfort her to the best of her abilities. <laughs> yeah, Ariel is distracted in her thought. Mm-hmm. She's not going anywhere near the front of the lift. She's going to stay close like she did before. In the middle. Probably doesn't want to be anywhere near Kanina either, though. Why She's... not? You had nightmares about Kanina riding a dragon and... No, no, no. She's not <laughs> upset with Kanina. No, if any... No. And then you found out who the dragon is. Maybe, and... maybe if no one wants to have any conversation as you guys take the lift up, we'll do a we'll do a circle around and kind of... Lift kinda up get, or lift down? Lift down. Okay. We'll get in the headspace of each character. Rem, what's what's kind of going through your head? What, what what are your thoughts? What's your kind of your current like driving force right now? Rem's probably standing at the edge of the like lift, looking out at the forest, thinking about how the scouting will be going when looking for Grimfang. Kind of like maybe he's over there, maybe he's over there. You know, he's just kind of in his head going through scenarios and stuff of how he'd like to approach scouting out for this this knoll bandit. And all of the information that you guys have gotten so far leads you to believe about halfway is, is where they seem to have set up their camp. So about a day and a half out of the village that you guys are in right now. Ariel, what's kind of going through, through Ariel's head right now? Um, well... After she's still processing the vision that she had and the conversation that she had with Hussein, and um, she's starting to come under the understanding that she's not she's not afraid of Nina because Nina is like her best buddy or, or is becoming her best buddy and and stuff. She's she 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 was had been looking through her notes again and she was um just really trying to process everything that was said not just a, the key things that stuck in her head that really scared her she thinks that she, everything's gonna be okay as long as she's with the party because it's it's not 
it's not her, it's Kosein is going to protect this party. And Kosein is going to protect Nina, no matter what happens, because Ariel's there. And that's kind of what she thinks Kosein was trying to tell her, is that Nina may not have Kosein, but I do. So that means that, that, that Nina will get protection through me, you know, will get protection from Kosein also. So she's not scared of Nina, and she um, doesn't think that it will happen. She thinks that we can keep it from happening. And she's worried about the axe. She's worried about no matter who wields that axe. But with Kosein, it might be possible for someone to wield the axe. Maybe if I can help teach them about Kosein or something that way, or maybe the the guild leaders will find a way to make it so that way somebody's protected maybe they can something will give them extra goodness so that way the evil that's in the axe will like get nullified i don't know but she's still confused and conflicted about the axe but she's not conflicted about nina anymore she's really wanting to get back that is very important to her um so she, she is antsy to get back, but she knows that they have a little bit more time and she knows even if they get back early, she might have to be waiting around. So she knows that there might be a few days of time available for her party to do what they want. So she's kind of just hanging out with the party, making sure they stay safe. And she is sitting on the, <laughs> on the lift as far back as she can from the drop. <laughs> What's going through Kanina's head right now as she makes her way down the lift? Um, again, she's kind of, uh, she's a little bit antsy because she wants to comfort Ariel because she knows how scared she was. Um, but at the same time, she's also wanting to look out over the surroundings, but she'll be like kind of looking to the sky and the back of her mind will be kind of the thoughts of the troubling dragon dream that she had. So, but she's kind of trying to put that out of her mind. So she's thinking more about like the ruby. She's like inspecting that, that she got from the king. And she's also thinking about uh, if we're going to scout Grimfang or not, or what we're planning on doing. So it sounds like she's kind of thinking about the future for that. She also thinks a little bit about Baron and how she'd like to see him again. What's Tempest got going through her mind? Especially because she's so new to this group. Um, She would just be sitting. I mean, she doesn't have a problem with the heights. She likes it, obviously, on the way up. She was, like, hanging off the edge. So she's sitting either near the edge or, like, on the edge, just admiring her new sword. And, you know, you can't tell how reflective it is when it's daylight out, but you can still tell that it's not a normal sword. She's, like, looking at it up next to her other short sword and, like, comparing the two of them and just admiring it and thinking about Grimfang and sort of looking out off to the side and over the bottom, like all the land down at the bottom of the the lift and wondering, a lot like Rem, wondering where where he is, where we're going to have to go to look for him and that sort of stuff. She's not too concerned with like the dragons other than like, oh, apparently we're going to be looking for dragons or something. Like, (laughs) Because she doesn't know a lot about, like, the axe. They've kind of passively told her, but 
she's she's more just like Grim Fang is the now that we need to focus on because he's the one that's here. Is she still in the belief that dragons are just story and myth? I think that's the general consensus. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. It, I have to find proof. It's very much Game of Thronesy when they start saying that dragons, like dragons are back, and everyone else is just like, dragons are a myth. There have been dragons for a millennia. Well, at, at, <laughs> yeah. well, at the same time, too, it's like, I'm not saying like Kanina is like 100% believer because we've never actually seen a dragon. We've had dreams and yeah. we've had dragon lore. So we're trying to research into that and that kind of thing. And I'm sure like that would have probably been a little bit more detailed to you exponentially. I think Ariel wasn't, didn't believe either, but because of the latest dream and it was her angel and, but she hasn't talked to any of you guys about it and not yeah, that. And, 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 and Tempest isn't dreaming of dragons. So yeah. she's kind of like, yeah, whatever, yeah. dragons something. Yeah. Well, I guess we're going to go find dragons. <laughs> cool. Well, this will be interesting. <laughs> that's adventure. That's what I signed up for. Well, Ariel's afraid of even bringing it up really or talking about it because she's already been told by Rem, oh, that's just stupid shit, basically. <laughs> and then you're like, yeah, that's just sailor stories and blah, blah, blah. So she's like, I'm going to tell this, the people this and everybody's going to think I'm going crazy. I already can't speak well. <laughs> not, not sure that it would be totally unfounded in thinking that Ariel's a little crazy either. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> a lot of a lot of the way you set up the characters, kind yeah, of. Yeah, she is kind of a little kind of loon, kind of a loon. <laughs> yeah, kind of fun to play though. <laughs> so what's what's great with setting all this up is then, as I take over and set the scene as you guys are coming down the the lift system, slowly being lowered from halfway up this mountain face down to the the village below on the the land of the plains. We have Rem kind of standing just stoically up at the front of each gate, gazing out into the forest. Ariel, like, sitting kind of curled up at the back of the lift, probably keeping her face covered in her hood, just just trying not to see. It's like, we'll get down eventually. With Kanina... It sounds like almost running back and forth, like spending a couple minutes comforting Ariel and then running out to the front so that she can see the land as they make their way down and then going back to Ariel and then checking out what, what's happening around her. And then we have Tempest, who I imagine is like sitting against one of the side rails with her sword her sword's pulled out as she's inspecting both of them and then every once in a while gazing off out into the woods and the plains below thinking that that this grim fang has got to be out there somewhere and as the final section of the lift touches bottom there is a middle-aged dwarf woman with auburn hair standing outside of the, the gate in front of you because if you guys might remember the the lifts themselves touch down into a closed off area because the whole point of Starin is it's a like last line of defense for this lift system. Oh, hello. Hello. Are you guys uh you guys making your way out now? Yeah. yeah. All right, well let me get this let me get this gate opened up for you. 
the the gates are opened in front of you. You're you're not. I believe it was Rem had done a little bit of investigating previously and noticed some magic through here, and you see her like pass over. Like she walks out from in front of the gate to the side, and all of a sudden the the gate like lowers down into the ground in front of you. Yeah, we I think we found like a secret door. How fancy. Not sure how it's done. You guys aren't sure of the, the mechanisms involved. A question, Dumb, did we have the chest that the king gave us? Uh like I'm assuming we'd carry that with us? Yeah, or the the like Padded crate. Yeah, with the with potions the in it. Healing potions. Yeah, I imagine it would have been decided to, to be carried down with you since okay. this was like, uh, I believe it was a, like a padded potion crate to yeah. keep. Had 12 compartments. Yeah. yeah, to keep X amount of potions with safe. Nine potions in it. If it's carryable by one person, I imagine Kanina would be carrying it. Otherwise, she'd probably ask for Ren's help or something like that. It I might would offer be, the help. It might be a little uncomfortable for one person, but especially someone of Kanina's strength, she should be able to carry it, <laughs> even if it's if it's kind of at the, the width of her grasp. Mm-hmm. I guess it's more of a comfort thing if she wants to ask for help carrying it. Because where it's like, it's, it's just wide. Stretch your arms. <laughs> yeah. That'd be an awkward... <laughs> Ariel would probably offer to help if it looked awkward to you. She's not the strongest, but at least she could help with the awkwardness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she'd probably be like, uh, yeah, can one of you help me out with this chest here? It's just a little awkward to carry by myself. <laughs> sure. There would have been room on the lift to set the crate down because the lift, the system's pretty big. It's meant to be able to hold a cart and horse mm-hmm. going up and down the mountain. Yeah. Especially with her running back and forth between the rails and aerials. I don't think she would be carrying it in her arms. It'd be one of those instances like, whoops, I tripped. There it goes. Yeah. <laughs> you can set it right, like, right in the middle and Ariel sit between it and oh, the yeah, wall the rails. space or whatever. <laughs> Another <Yeah>. barrier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, as you guys make your way out of the gate area, uh, the, the the gate lifts back up, and Lydia kind of kind of walks in front of and tries to to pace step beside you guys. It's like, so, what have you guys thought to do for uh, for the problem that we're having? I mean, you you don't have to have to go out of your way to seek out Grimfang. Oh, it's but, no trouble at all, though. Yeah, we, we definitely appreciate it if the problem could go away. Like like we kind of told you when you were making your way up, it's uh, it's really only a problem for the small folk. The the big companies, they can afford enough guards to, to be okay. Yeah, but we're adventurers. This is the task we're set out to do. We're supposed to help people. All right. Uh, I got someone that... Uh, that I'd like you guys to to meet before you take your take your leave of this place. Oh, who would that be? Uh, her her name is uh, is Eldith. Uh, she she came down from the north and was uh, heading to Port Norsal. And uh, when we told her that the attack seemed to have picked up along the way, but we might know some people that were gonna possibly go take care of things. Uh, she decided to stick around, see if uh, you guys might be willing to help her out a little bit. Otherwise, she's got to head back up north and take the long way around the lake. But I, uh, I see you, you got a crate that that you're carrying, so why don't you, uh, why don't you load up your cart 
bef- before we head out and meet her. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. I think Ariel has things is she needs to give to prin- Princess. Is Princess uh, feeling better? Yeah. Uh, Kenny will go ahead and make her way over to the thing with Ariel, probably, or whoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Ariel has a couple apples to give to Princess. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go anywhere near the travel company. <laughs> okay, so who who all makes their way over to the cart then? Sounds like Kanina, Ariel, and is Rem going? Is the cart in the same area as the horses? Uh, te- technically, the carts are like parked outside of the stable area, and then there is a stable and pen that the horses are brought into. Okay, uh, can we see that area from where we're standing? You can. Uh, previously, the doors had been shut after the horses were brought in, so you would see the doors currently shut into the stables. Oh, and the horses are not in the pen. They would probably be in their stable then. Resting. All right. Well, Ariel for sure wants to head to the horses. Yeah. Kanina probably seeing that she kind of is like looking off at the horse stable area. She'll be like, all right, I got the crate from here, and she'll load up the load up the cart. Ariel meant to go with you, but you know she squirreled. Yeah. <laughs> so what is Rem doing? Rem would probably help Kanina load the cart. Okay. Um, as the three of you like approach the travel company area, uh, Malin comes outside. Tempest is getting a drink, and she kind of looks over the three of you and goes. Well, 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 what do we have here? Will you guys be leaving today? Uh, we haven't really decided yet, but uh, we probably will. Like, what time of day is it? Uh, Probably midday. Uh, like, early afternoon. Probably equivalent mm. to, like, 3 p.m. for us. Um, It might be getting a little late for us to take off today, so we might stay one more night. Uh, we'll have to discuss it first, but... And when you guys leave, you intend to return the cart and horses to your pickup destination. Um, She's kind of looking pointedly at Rem. Did she um, interrupt us before yeah, Ariel took off to are... the... Th- yeah, so I, I'm there, though. Kino will just, like, start talking and be like, well, that, that seems like the plan since, we, you know, we rented it. <laughs> Yes, there just seemed to be a little bit of confusion when the cart was delivered. I'm pretty sure that Nina cleared that up with our guild. She sent a note to the guild. That's out of my hands. So I'm pretty sure by the time we get back to where we're from, everything will be cleared up. Well, whether or not it's cleared up all hinges on whether or not you properly deliver the cart to your pickup destination. It will be delivered to our pickup destination. Wonderful. She turns around and walks, starts walking away and goes, Oh, you uh, will you be letting me know if I need to get the cart ready for you to leave today? Of course. Yes, we'll make sure to let you know. And You know where to find me. Yes. Have a good day. We'll talk Aren't to you we later. Are we needing the cart right now? We loaded up the cart, but we're not deciding if we're leaving yet. She said to get let her know if we're getting ready to leave. 
so she can okay. get the cart ready. Yeah, like hitch up the horses and stuff. I'm imagining. Oh, okay. Because it was brought up that it might not, it might be a little late to leave, and you guys want to discuss that before you give her an answer. Because it's, if it's afternoon and we have to travel, it might not be a good idea to, for us to be out. But we'll talk about this as a group. So. <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of uh, the record keeper, do we know what day it is? The 24th of Bellinus. 24th. So, Kenino will turn back to Rem and Ariel and just be like, well, uh, we should probably decide if we want to leave this afternoon or not, because if so, we should probably get going, because we don't want it to be dark if we're going to go out scouting. And we should also go see about this person that uh, Lydia wants to introduce us to. So, perhaps we should meet up with uh, meet for drinks at the tavern and grab Tempest I would probably say that we won't be or it wouldn't be a good idea to leave at night considering how much trouble we had fighting them at night last mm-hmm. time yeah I definitely agree so Kanina will start walking t- uh, toward the tavern I'll okay. meet you there I want to <laughs> go give a couple apples oh okay don't Tempest. be too long <laughs> okay so first we will bounce back over to Tempest She's sitting at the bar. She'll order a drink and... Hey, uh, weren't you with a couple people last time? Yeah, they're getting our affairs in order. We'll be leaving again soon. Okay, but... I I thought maybe they uh, you decided to leave the group already. That'd be a little, little sudden. Oh, Just, no. you know, one, one visit up into the city and all of a sudden, yeah, I fuck those people. <laughs> no, they're not that bad. They're just dealing with some business that I... Bureaucracy bores me to death. And yes, bu- just... <sighs> Oh, are they, are they dealing with Malin? Yes. Oh, I want to create... You know, that a... woman can be quite the bitch sometimes. <laughs> I just want to create water in a five foot square around her head. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, you know, uh, I didn't I didn't mean killing the woman. I mean, woman. she'd be able to walk right out of it, but it would definitely be annoying. You, uh, you're funny. You know, uh, I've had some time to think about this. I, I think your next one's gonna be on me. That that was that was a, a joke worth a laugh. Aw, thanks. <laughs> I guess as soon as she sees you guys start walking, and she move to a table instead of just sitting at the bar. And now we pivot to Ariel. Uh, we don't have to role play. I just. You yes, ki- we do. You kind of have okay. to because as you approach the stables, the door is shut. Okay, I knock on the door. And <gasps> Malin walks out of the the travel company office, like twenty feet to the side of you. Uh, can I help you? Yeah, the king had given me some apples that I could give to Princess, so I wanted to just give Princess a snack real quick. Who is Princess? The black stallion that we um, were using. I see. Have you filled out the form? I didn't know about a form. I'm kidding. Okay. And she walks out over to you and... She uh, unlocks, like, there's a larger door for the horses to go in and out of the stables, and she unlocks a, like, 
man-sized door built into that and walks you through and walks back and goes and there's like I think I have on here there's like six or eight stalls and she walks you about halfway back and goes these two are yours um, go ahead and, and feed them the treat that you've brought them and she takes a couple apples out of her bag then she gives it to or one of them to princess and watches him eat it the other one bites her for not feeding it well, she wants to see how quickly <laughs> Princess scarfs it up. Because <laughs> she wants to give them both to him. Princess will, like, just on the first bite, like, bite the apple in half and chomp it down pretty quickly. And uh, you, Malin, like, reaches up and scratches along the side of its face. You know, this is the, uh, a, a treat from a king. And like she's talking to the horse. Mm-hmm. And then she'll take out, because she also had carrots, I believe, like a bag of carrots or something. Ceiling so carrots. she's going to take out a couple carrots and give carrots to the unnamed horse. And then um, I don't remember if we ever named it. No. I never wrote down a name. She, no. Malin no. kind of looks at you and goes, oh, so you play favorites with them. Yeah, this one is princess. This one is my favorite. And then um, gives uh, Princess the second apple when he was done with the first. That seems a little selfish. I don't but think so. But suit yourself. Are you done now? Um, she gives uh, Princess a little scratch on the top of his head if he lets her. Like slowly, like kind of, you know, like trying to get trust. I think at that point, uh, Malin would have moved over to the other one to make them feel more appreciated. (laughs) (laughs) It has ceiling carrots. It's not an apple. Not an apple. Sugar cube. After she gets some good scritches in, if Princess lets her, then she's like, okay, thank you so much, and is ready to leave. Princess gives a little, little nuzzle. Yeah. Showing, showing his her. appreciation. <laughs> sniffing for more apples. Bonding. Probably <laughs> sniffing, wanting more apples. Got more in there? And Rem and Kanina make their way into the small little tavern area while they, they see Tempest heading to the sea with two drinks in hand. Uh, where did Lydia head off to? Did we did we see her on the way? Or is she... uh, I think she would have gone into the, the inn as well. Okay. As she kind of dismissed you guys to take care of your own business. It's somewhere public that she would know that you guys could easily find her. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as, as we walk in, uh, <laughs> Kanina will greet the tavern keeper if he's over, you know, at his usual area. And be like, Hello, Amalo. We have returned. Oh, well, uh, how you doing? Your friend's already uh, gotten a drink and gotten a table ready. Oh, perfect. Uh, yeah, can we get a few more drinks at the table, please? Yeah, I, uh, I don't see why not. And uh, I know uh, Ariel likes mead, so if we could have that rather than... Yeah, so uh, the, the three of you be drinking some mead? Uh, yeah, I'll have some. Um... I forget what I charged last time, but uh, go ahead and subtract three silver each. Mm-hmm. Same to you, Tempest. I charged you for the first one, by the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, does Lydia have a drink? Lydia does not have a drink. Yeah, so Kanina will ask for one for her as well in 
you know, and she'll kind of look over to Lydia's like, do you want a drink? Okay, I'll buy. Uh, yeah, sure. I was, uh, I was thinking I was going to join uh, Tempest over at the table there. Yep. Since I see that she's moved away from the bar. Yep. You know, make her way over there merrily. <laughs> Guys, I got a table. Oh, nice. <laughs> and if there's not enough chairs, can you know, drag over some more chairs? <laughs> and I think kind of as all of you guys get situated around the table is when Ariel would walk in. She'll walk in and look for her party. They're all at a table to your right. All right. Don't make eye contact. Ariel or Nina will wave. I'm sure Nina is waving and Ariel will be like, oh, and walks no, no, over. Seven. Nina did get a drink for for Ariel as well. <laughs> Nina will like pat the area for her with her drink. <laughs> and the party's all gathered up around the table. So, uh, what do you guys think? Um, well, we're definitely going to be scouting out for Grimfang, it seems. Uh, now just the decision remains if we should be taking off tonight or if we should wait until it's a little bit more daylight in the day. So, that makes sense. We've got about a day and a half's worth of travel just to get to the area. Yeah, so. So I would suggest taking off early tomorrow, camping, and then we should get there around midday the day after. I think that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, I mean, you could leave tonight, but you, you'd only get about a quarter day's travel, so I guess some of that depends on where you want to be setting up camp and how many days or, well, I guess nights you want to be camping along the way. Um, considering the area and how much trouble we had getting through, uh, we might just set up camp here for the night and then we'll make our way in the morning. Like Rem said, more daylight, and especially if we're going to be uh, meeting this companion that you wanted to uh, introduce us to. Depends when they would be ready to leave as well. Oh, uh, Eldith's just camped out front of the gates. Uh, oh. She's ready to go whenever you guys are. So are you thinking of, are you guys thinking of escorting her, helping her out? What is Eldith? What, what do you mean, what is Eldith? Don't just ask that. <laughs> that sounds like something that Ariel would actually say, not Rem. Rem would still wonder what the race of the person is, why they're deciding to camp outside, not stay in the inn. Uh, El- Eldith is uh, a dwarf. She's uh, She runs a mill up north a bit. She, any specific reason why she didn't want to stay here? Uh, she can camp outside of the gates for free, and in here she'd have to spend a few coin. So she's, she's already, cheap. Well, she's already going to be camping along the way. Uh, yeah, so one last good night on a bed, I would say. Well, she's... Perhaps it's just my old bones not agreeing with camp life as much as they used to. Tempest, under her breath, is kind of like, crouchy old man. And then takes a drink. Sorry, what was that? My hearing is going, you know. How much did we pay for to spend the night here again? You never did. Mm-mm. We didn't. We, we stayed up in the, the lift. We got a drink, and then we went up. Because we stayed and then up. Then we in the, We stayed up in the um the. We lift immediately top. came in and went up. Lifts. We in. didn't. We didn't. Um, lifts end. Yeah. Yeah. We stayed yeah. in the one up top. <laughs> Not lifts rest or whatever. Yes. 
Yes, this is Lyft's rest. And okay. Lyft's end is at the top. Uh, yes. Okay. Do you know how much it costs to stay the night here? Emilo! How much for a room? Oh, uh, it runs about eight silver a night if you don't feel like eating. How much is it with food? It's expensive. How much is it with food? Uh, it's, it, it should run 11 silver with food, but uh, depending on what you want to eat, I might be able to do a deal for a gold. That doesn't count the drinks. How far is the gate from where we're at? Like 100 feet. Yeah. What, do you want to go camp too? No. Uh, Ariel would be like, I'll be right back. And she would walk over to go get the lady. To bring her in, to get her an actual place to sleep if we're all going to sleep. Ariel Ariel gets up and just kind of walks away then. Yeah, she's going to go get her. Oh, where's, where's she? I'll be right back. <laughs> where's, where's she going? Kenina will stand up and be like, oh, Ariel, where are you going? I, I was going to go get Eldith. Oh, yeah, okay, I'll come with you. And we'll, we'll just like, we'll be right back. We're just going to grab her so she can be in with the uh, conversation if we're making plans. We'll let her know that we'll leave tomorrow morning and we'll escort her. Well, I, uh, I guess it's a good thing there's only one person out there so you can tell who it is you're going to. <laughs> that was very brazen of you to just get up and go assume you'd find her. I, I was just going to be like, hey, Eldith, and see who responded. <laughs> I mean, that usually works for me, so... <laughs> So the two of you make your way out to the town gates and yeah, you see a relatively small cart uh, set up next to like, like 30 feet away from the wall set up a little bit off the road. You can see that there's a, a little camp cook fire built up. You can see a middle-aged dwarf woman has uh, set up a tent and you see her just cooking something over her cook fire. What does she have that pulls her 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 cart? A small donkey. Arrow's gonna go give the donkey a carrot. <laughs> she just beelines it for the donkey, <laughs> carrot in hand. And Kanina will uh, like uh, she'll go toward Eldith and she'll be like, "Hello, Miss Eldith," and uh, like a question in her voice, <laughs> almost. Oh, the the name's just Eldith. Just Eldith. Well, uh, I'm Kanina Kojin. Nice to meet you. I'm with the Guild of Adventurers. Uh, and I'm Ariel. Yeah, and this is Ariel. We, uh, Lydia wanted to introduce us to you, and she said that you might need an escort on the way to Port Norsal. Oh, L- Lydia was going to introduce you to me. Uh, where is she? Uh, she's in the tavern. Uh, we just wanted to check if you wanted to join us for some drinks and possibly- Food? Yeah. And possibly a place to sleep on us? Ah, uh, food, huh? And I don't know if I could leave old Bucky out here by himself, though. He can go in the stable. Maybe? I think the stable is just for the traveler company horses. I mean, oh. I, I could have him stay at the stable and park my cart there, but that's a couple gold to do so. I'll do it for you. It's fine. Y- you will? Yeah, Kusain would want me to. That's very generous of you. Uh, well, I, I'll have to pack, pack everything up then. All right. Do you want help? If if you're offering, then yes, I'll I'll take the help. Of course, sure, yeah, we'll help you. Um, Eldith, like, like she reaches out to shake Kanina's hand very graciously, and you see her like she had only fairly recently started cooking. She just has some water boiling in her pot, so you see her just take the the pot off of her camp stove and 
like slosh it so it, it pours over the fire and puts out her fire and she starts breaking down her camp and both of you guys go ahead and uh, roll perception Ariel 21 and Kanina 8 Okay. she's too busy helping her with doing some heavy lifting a- Ariel just happens to notice while helping uh, pack up the cart that in her cart she's got like a large barrel of water and uh, a couple barrels that she can't see inside of but around the outside and kind of on the bottom of the cart she's seeing uh, like a, a white powdery substance she have any on her nose? No, it's going <laughs> <laughs> that smells of kind of a grain <laughs> and a like couple satchels wedged in between that just based on the, the wrappings, she could probably interpret as being some sort of seasonings or spices. And you guys finish packing up her cart. Um, We'll pivot back to the party, be or the rest of the party, to Rem and Tempest because Kanina and Ariel are gone for like probably fifteen to twenty minutes. Yeah, because we're cleaning everything up and helping. <laughs> and uh, Lydia just kind of carries on the the original conversation of, so uh, what what have you guys thought as far as taking care of Grimfang? Yeah, I, I know I didn't want to press you too much for an answer before, but I'm just, I'm kind of curious, you know, if you're just gonna gonna help escort Eldith through and keep her safe, or if the if the plan is still to to track him down. That's what I was kind of confused by too. Like, are we planning on recruiting her to help us get Grimfang, or are we headed right back to Norsal well, now? I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest uh, recruiting her. She is not a fighter. She's a she's a baker. And a millwork. Rem. He's just been thinking, like, because everybody keeps saying, like, what's your, what is your goal with the gnolls? And the only thing he ever agreed to is scouting. So he's trying to figure out why people keep asking him, like, are you taking care of Grimfang? He's like, no, we, we agreed to scout. So I know. So he's sitting there trying to figure out, like, well, what are we going to do with this Lydia? Like, he's thinking, like, he's just literally like, okay, are we just walking her through? Are we going to walk her halfway and leave her? Like, he doesn't know yet. He's still thinking about it. And, like, everybody's just, you know, all of this was thrown very quickly on him, so he's mentally trying to to wrap his head around the, the most pragmatic way of approaching it. And it's just like, I don't know yet. He's not going to say, I don't know out loud. He's just thinking. He's deep in thought. Okay, then that leaves it up to Tempest to work things out with Lydia. So you're suggesting that we don't take her with if we are going to go find Grimfang? Uh, I'm so, suggesting that you at least get her to safety. If uh, I, 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 based on where where the conflicts have been happening, I don't think you'd have to take her all the way to to Norsal, just just into the Vineyard Lands. Rim has evil thoughts through with through says if we let her go by herself saying it was fine to go through the three gates we could follow her to see if she's attacked track them into the but he doesn't suggest that <laughs> rem's the bad guy in our group let's let's go ahead and let it come through in the episode that rem is kind of thinking to himself since he is having this time to think while tempest and lydia are talking 
Yeah, he's just he's wondering what's going to be most beneficial for both scouting because if he does that they can track them back to the camp but then there's the it turns into less scouting and more rescue mission so that's probably not the best idea however traveling the two days means they lose a half a day that doesn't seem too big of a deal but then they also pass the area and return to it and there's still the possibility they could even be attacked as a, as a large group now with you know tourist in tow but he's just got a lot of things like popping in and out of his head and he's trying to be like okay what is the best option here would it be to tell her to go the safe way a week around and do the scouting should they take them take her two days out and come back half a day should they take her a day and a half and then let her brave a half a day by herself before hitting the safe section of the road while they go scouting um and Kind of, we'll we'll pick this up after Rem's kind of kind of thought thought to caught up to where where Tempest was at in the conversation, and Lydia just goes, "Uh, you you know, I I I did tell her that you guys might be willing to take her back, but you don't you don't have to do it just because I said something. Uh, you know, I I just thought since you're gonna be heading that way anyways, it'd be okay, but ultimately it's about keeping her safe. If if you want, then we can just have her have her take the long way around. There's no, no one's been attacked taking the long way. I just figured, you know, in the time it would take her to to get back and take the long way, if you guys were only up up in Sterngeld as long as you said you would be, then she'd still be making better time by waiting. I don't see why we couldn't take her down there and then double back, but it's not my place to say should wait for everybody to get back with her and then we can discuss it I mean it sounds fine the only thing I worry about is if we are attacked during if in then we'd know where they are the second day yes we would but we would also be uh, having to deal with protecting her to either continue through I'm not worried about taking her with us, I'm worried about what would happen if we were attacked with her there. Are you willing to stay by her side and protect her while we have to fight? Put your own life on the line for her? We'd be putting our lives on the line anyway. Well, yeah, but one person will basically have to stay with her to protect her at all costs. You become essentially her bodyguard at that point. Let's peel away again. You guys think about the that quandary as uh, Ariel and Kanina approach the um, the the travel company stables. Is uh is uh Malin out there? Well, let's see. Malin is in her office. The last that you knew. You guys are approaching the travel company. Yep. So uh, Ariel, go to Malin's office. Okay. Uh, she is sitting at a desk looking over some of her, her papers and she looks up at you. Hi, Malin. Um, I was wondering if it would be possible to uh, let a cute little donkey and and uh, Eldith's cart stay here. I would be willing to pay for it. 
I don't know who Eldith is, but if you're willing to pay, then I suppose I could rent out the space. I have some availability. How long would this day be? Uh, for sure till tomorrow, but I have to just talk with my party to find out if it's going to be longer than that. Well, you can pay for the night today, and if you decide that she needs more time, then you can come back at a yeah. later date. Yeah, I'll come find you. Okay. And she pulls out a stack of papers. <laughs> Does Eldith need to come sign anything too, or can I just do it since I'm paying? Um, since you are paying, then you are taking responsibility. Yeah. Um, it's going to be, if you need both a stable and cart spot, it will be five gold for overnight. Okay. And I will need you to sign here, sign here, and sign here upon your payment. Um, this form here acknowledges that you are responsible for anything that are to happen. Okay. This form here is to release us of any responsibility, assuming that something were to happen to either the animal or the cart that we are taking care of. And okay. these two signatures here are just stating that payment has been made for both locations. And she signs off on the locations as you hand five gold to her. Yep. Ariel's getting five gold out of her pouch and hands her five gold. Which gold does Ariel actually have? A lot. Okay. And with this out of the way, um, I will have some stable hands help get everything put in order. Thank you. And she walks out, and you see her walk into the into the stables. And then the two men that you had seen a couple days prior come out, and they unhitch the donkey and um, bring the donkey into the stables, and then they wheel the cart backed into the the stall next to where your guys's carriage is. Okay. And Eldith got to see where everything and, is, yep. so she's and happy. Like the whole time Eldith is just like, "Oh, thank thank you so much. I it, this is a generosity that, that I I don't think I could say I've ever seen before." Well, it's not a problem. Let's go get you some food. Yeah. We're happy to help people. Walk her back to Plus, we need to, if, if we're going to be helping you, we kind of need to ha have a chat anyway. So it's best for you to come hang out with the whole party and figure everything out together. And you guys uh, walk into the, the lift's rest. Yep. As uh, Tempest and Rem have been having a conversation with Lydia about what to do with Lyft. Tempest looks up as they walk in the door. Well, guys, it took you long enough. <laughs> Sorry. We were helping her pack up and stuff. We're renting a place for her donkey and cart and going to get her some food and probably spend the night instead of camping out there. Yeah. And again, I, I, I can't thank all of you enough for how much you're doing, As, especially you. And she looks at Ariel, since you seem to be paying for all of this. Ariel's got her hood up. <laughs> <She's just> <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's not a problem. It's completely fine. And yeah, I was going to say before that, but anyways, uh, Kanina, go ahead and uh, ask her if she wants a drink. So she'll be just like, well, this, do you want to do you want a drink? Uh, what can I get you? And she'll. Um, it, uh, what are you offering? 
Uh, whatever you'd like. <laughs> well, what do you like to drink? That's what I asked her. I know. But you said, what do you want to drink? So I said, what do you like to drink? And I said, whatever you like. <laughs> you two are strange. <laughs> um, I, I do fancy a nice glass of wine once in a while, but kind of hard to afford that on my budget. Uh, I'd be fine with a water. And, and yeah, she'll go ahead and just be like, uh, Amalo, do you have wine? Of course I have wine. What are you going to take me for? Some sort of half-beat prick? Of course not. <laughs> uh, well, have you know I'm a full-beat prick? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, that's good to know, I guess, but uh, can I go ahead and have a, a glass of wine for Elvith here? Yeah, um... About that full beat prick thing, maybe about three quarters. I don't have a glass, but I can get you a goblet. Goblet will work. <laughs> mm. How much will that be? Oh, that, that'll be the same as the mead you've been buying, uh, three silver pieces. Oh, perfect. Yep, so she'll slap that down. And he hands you a glass of, or a, a goblet of wine. Yep, she'll bring it over to Edith and make sure she has a chair and stuff. And uh, Lydia, Lydia <laughs> looks over at Eldith and goes... Eldith, uh, nice of you to be able to join us. Um, I uh, I see you've already met uh, Ariel and Temp or uh, Ariel and Kanina. Uh, this this is Tempest, and uh, the grump over there is Rem. Don't look so grumpy, and I won't call you one. Resting grump face. <laughs> I've noticed. You know, you were lost in thought there for like five minutes, and all I could think is you looked grumpy. For him. <laughs> and, unless he's unless he's drawing mustaches mm. or fishing or fishing <laughs> those are his two pastimes <laughs> <laughs> gotta have hobbies Tempest rolls her eyes and uh, Lydia kind of motions over to Eldith as everyone sits down it's like well uh, since you're here now why don't you kind of explain explain your situation to these these fine lovely folks and Eldith, you can see her her start blushing a little bit, being surrounded by so many people now, kind of having the spotlight on her. Uh, well, uh, I, I, I work at the mill uh, up north, and uh, if if I've had a really good, good grain haul and I have some extra, I like to go into Port Norsal, and uh, I, I ran out of space and uh, bake, bake some dwarven bread to sell at the market. It, it makes me way more than, than what I can make. Just selling flour, and uh, and bread myself up here. The the especially the tourists, they can, they can afford to to pay a premium. You know, it, it's just it's just bread to me. But for them, it's exotic dwarf bread with spices. You know, makes makes some money. And uh, you know, like like most, I I'm used to taking the the short road. And well, when I got down here, uh, Lydia came out, and she let me know that there had been an attack just a couple days ago out on the road. Uh, she, I, I guess she was talking about you guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, she she warned me. She said that you know. I could try and make it on my own. She she did say that you guys you guys said that you killed a bunch of the gnolls. 
but you know she's she's still worried I, I wouldn't be even one of them I wouldn't be able to to fight off I just have to hope to outrun it so she encouraged me to stay for a couple days and uh, you know she had she had heard talking to you that you'd only be up in Sterengeld for a little bit and then well there's not really another way out than to pass through here so she told me to just wait a little bit and even waiting a couple days here would uh, would still save me time than taking the long way around. Can I insight check her? Yeah. Would would anyone else like to? Ariel believes her. Okay. Nope. I don't see any reason not to believe. Okay. Her. I mean, he's just he yeah. always what, checked, like, he's just around? trying to get a reading up. He's yeah, fifteen. Fifteen. Um. Yeah, you're you're getting a, a pretty good good read on her. Um. At, at the very least, she's she seems to be being honest about why why she stayed. Um, you're not getting a vibe that she's trying to take advantage of okay. you. Just that she she was told to wait here and see what happens, and um, that she she could she, like she'd be willing to to take the other way if if you guys denied her. Okay. No hidden agenda. Not not that Rem's getting any okay. anything out of. And uh she kinda of, like finishing up what she was saying, she's like, uh you know, like I, I I originally I was going to offer to just to pay pay you guys half of what I make. And I think I can I, I can still do that, but with how much you guys are giving me, I worry that it's it's not going to to be you able to cover it. You don't need to pay us. Yeah, this is what we do. We're adventurers. We yeah. help people. We're more than happy to help you. It's, you know, like Nina keeps telling you, it's, it's something that we do. And it's, you know, just a timing issue because I know that we've been asked to scout out some gnolls. Um, and so I don't know, like... I don't, I don't know where that would take place. I don't I don't know if we need to help you first and then go scout, or if we need to go scout first. Well, what would you be most comfortable with, Edith? We, or Eldith? <laughs> we don't want to uh, trouble you either, but we also want to make sure that we uh, do our tasks as adventurers. Well, right now, Rim's kind of got the same question as, as Nina's. What is, what is uh, she comfortable with? Um, and Lydia kind of steps in and uh, says, well, uh, while you guys were gone, uh, Tempest, uh, Rem and I, we were having a conversation and it it seemed like it's feasible for you guys to to escort her uh, at least halfway, but there was uh, talk of maybe escorting her uh, two days days out from here to where it's, it's generally considered safe and then letting her letting her take her own from there or uh and she kind of looks over at Eldith or uh at least getting you to the to the halfway point and kind of seeing you off from there as they make their way into the forest hoping that you know them entering the Knoll's domain is gonna gonna take away any heat that you might have and uh Eldith looks looks at all of like she's kind of following each person as they're speaking and says well, uh, if if um, if I'm gonna be waiting here until you guys 
make your way out and then make your way back and then I still have to make my way along the full journey I'd, I'd be just as well off making the, the safe way taking the long road around so uh, if you guys aren't comfortable taking me with you as, as you leave I'm guessing tomorrow since you're paying for me to stay the night uh, then I think it, it'd be best if after I rest up I just start heading the long way around it would be the safest because I can tell you that we ourselves were struck by the gnolls upon our uh, approach to Starin. Yes. Yeah, and Lydia, Lydia had uh, told me about that, and uh, so there is still the possibility, even with us, that you may be attacked. Of course, we do the best, our best to keep you safe. But again, you know, with the dangers on the road, it's definitely a possibility, even with the safety of a larger group, that we might still get attacked. We're not sure quite how uh, brazen they might be, considering how they attacked us last time. What are you I, comfortable with, Eldith? I, I, uh, I, I understand if it's too much for you to, to take me take me with you when you leave tomorrow. Um, well, what we're saying mostly is it's, it's not too much for us, but we want to make sure that you're comfortable with it as well. I would never I, want uh, to ask you to, to put yourself in danger if you didn't want to. Uh, hopefully, if, if I were to ride with you guys, uh, you know, I, I do have my own cart and everything that I'd have to take care of, but hopefully if, uh, if we were to stick close together, um, I could try and stay in the back uh, on the on the other side of the road, and uh, if some if the worst were to happen, maybe I could uh, at least get away while you guys take care of things. I mean, uh, I I do understand that that I am useless if it comes to a fight, and you guys are essentially going to be uh, be bodyguards for me along the way. So uh, you know, I. If you guys are, are fine taking me and, and you guys are are fine trying to protect me if the worst are to happen, I, I, I'd i be willing to take the risk. You know, it does cut off a, a full two days of yes. my journey, which is it's saving feed for feed for Bucky. It's saving saving me water. It's saving the, the wear and tear on on everything. And uh, it, it, it would make sure that I'm I'm there for the the busy market market days in Port Norsal if I can get there in the three days if I have to to go the long way around I'm gonna miss the opening market that would not be good um well uh, like we've said I think we're comfortable with taking you with us as long as you can accept the risk but we'll do our best to ensure your safety along the way sounds good to me that's what I was thinking and then on our way back we can do our scouting yeah if you're comfortable with that, then we leave early in the morning. So, uh... First night. Before. Um, <sighs> what, what are you guys, uh, what are you guys thinking about how you're going to get her there? Are you going to, are you going to take her halfway and see her off? Or do you, you can th- take her the full two days you think you can out. get her the two days and, and double back to at least, you know, she'd, she'd be pretty safe at that point, we think. Yeah, uh, I think especially because be you'd best. be, you'd be approaching where the gnolls are. So if they tried to, to hunt, then they'd see you first. Yes. And be you know, closer to the to the Port Norsal's guard and the outlying. Yeah, and all the the, the, the vineyards have some of their own protections as well. Yeah, I think it would be probably the safest and most convenient for all of us to do the two days out, and then we'll do our scouting as we double back. So, uh, with all of that conversation kind of had, um, Eldith is like she she's like 
reaching across the table to to shake everyone's hands and is like kind of bowing her head and just thank thank all of you so much um that you don't you don't understand what this means to me uh and uh thank thank you all so much for for you know paying for for bucky to to stay in the stable and paying to it's a really cute donkey she's got the cutest donkey I gave him I some carrots. I don't think he's that cute, but you know she's he's so. Cute. She has a thing for hooved um, animals. Uh, All you know, animals. you know, paying paying Oxy to keep my card up and and Kanina, your your name was paying for me to to have a glass of wine. A, oh, a, money bags over here. Dropping change, paying for everything. <laughs> Except they split it up. Yes, Splash but in the Tempest pot. has had. A few drinks. Kenina <laughs> <laughs> yeah. will be just like, well, of course, yes. And if you need any food, of course, we'll you know pay for that as well. So I think that Don't I plan. Back. Yeah, I think I plan on that. We'll do the uh, room with dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I guess I'll I'll hang out and eat with with you folks. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. We did say we buy you food and drinks. So. <laughs> Guys, remember I we. Put your donkey away, and I said, "Let's go get some food." Yep, and food and yeah, drinks. I'm, is- just, I'm saying, I'll you know, I'll stay and eat with you instead of going off to eat on my own. Oh yeah, you can stay with us. It's fine. I just I didn't want to put on, you know. Of course not. It's always better with company to enjoy food and drinks. Yep, and Nina likes more friends. Of course. <laughs> All right, so you go handle. Yep. You're gonna go handle that. <laughs> How much is it for all of us? So, uh, how many rooms you gonna be having? How many rooms should we do? Do you think she's gonna want her own room? We split it up. Uh, we don't really know her. How many beds do you have in a room? Well, uh, most, most of my, most of my rooms are are just a single. Uh, some of them have a little bit of extra storage in them, but I do have two rooms that are empty right now that that each will uh, bed three. They're the more spacious rooms too. Okay. Do you think Eldith would be comfortable? Rooming with us? Oh wait, she's right there. Um, I don't think it really uh, occurred to Kanina too much because she's used to just sleeping wherever, yeah. <laughs> and she um she's used to like sharing spaces. But so, do you think Eldith would be comfortable? I don't know. Let's ask. Uh, El- Eldith, are you fine sharing a room? She'll call back in full volume. Uh yeah, I. I'm. I can be fine. I mean, I, I'm gonna have to camp with you guys on the road. I might as well get a little familiar, right? That's true. Yep, sounds good to me. <laughs> I do. I, I do get my own bed, though. Just you yeah. know, being clear here. Yeah, yeah. you'll I'm, get your own bed. As long as I got that, I'm okay sharing the room. <laughs> okay, so I guess we're gonna get <laughs> two. Nina does like to snuggle. I do. Sleep snuggler. Okay. Yeah. yeah sorry. Anyways. <laughs> so I guess we'll take uh, two. Of the larger rooms have the three beds each. Boy, you must be made of money. You didn't even ask how much they're going to be. Oh, how much are they going to be? <laughs> now well, he's uh, doubling the price. 100 gold each. <laughs> I can't afford that. <laughs> We're all camping tonight, guys. <laughs> I can do you the, the two suites at uh, at two and a half gold a piece. So the, the five gold for both suites. Now, if you're going to be getting dinner for the yeah. rest of you, I'll make you a deal. And we'll just call it eight gold even for the night, not counting drinks. So okay. your your food and your board will be covered for eight gold for the night. Sounds okay. good. Wait, we'll, we'll wait, do that. wait. That sounds really expensive. 
That's five gold for two rooms and three gold for a meal for what, it, like I said, was five people, now six because we're paying for the mayor. We're going to pay for the bartender to eat with us too? Oh, yeah. I don't have to pay to eat here, <laughs> you bastard. I was saying, you're saying that in front of her too. It's her town. Okay, fine. No, it, it, no. it's not my I'll money. They it. said they want to pay. Let them pay. I'll give you guys the asshole price of seven gold. Does that make you happy? Just give me seven gold. I'll make it good. You know, I'm still going to make a hearty profit off of things. Tip him a gold. Let's just, <laughs> let's just right. give him eight gold. <laughs> you guys can. He said seven. If you guys want to slide him eight. No, we're sliding him eight gold and saying, I'm very, very sorry for Rem's rude manners. I imagine this is in a more hushed tone. Yes. So, yes, eight yes. gold is is slid yeah. across the table. Yeah. So, and um, Kenina will be just like, uh, we'll go have Z's on it since. Yeah. yeah it's fine. Paid, so, yeah. I, uh, I appreciate your patronage. And uh, out of character, uh, this is the place that I did my receipt from sending out a letter, right? Yes, okay. he, is, he is where the, the letter would be. I, I was just thinking, okay. Also on that topic, um, you said that you might have a uh, proof of payment uh, form or paper for me uh, from the letter I sent out? Yeah, you know, uh, there's a very interesting thing about that. Oh? Well, you see... The short road's kind of uh, got a problem right now. You guys have only been gone for about a day and a half. We're going to beat our letter. You're kind of the first people leaving <laughs> since you gave me the letter. So I don't know if you might just want to take it with you. Oh, I see. Uh... <laughs> he's like, and he's, he, he leaves through and he's like, uh, I, I have it right here for you. <laughs> Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I guess I didn't expect uh, the mail system be this to be so slow, but uh, yeah, I it's suppose... It's only been like two days at the most. Yeah, but she figured since it was a busy, you know, travel town, it'd be going out with someone, but but yeah. Um, all right, uh, I guess, can I get the silver I paid you back then for the... Uh, yeah, um, what, whatever, uh, whatever I told you a year ago for the silver cost. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like one or two. He uh, he hands you back the your letter and the silver, and he uh, he don't don't go anywhere quite yet. And he flips through a notebook real quick, and he's like, "And uh, here I'm voiding off uh, what what our current arrangement was, just so so you got proof that that things have been settled now." Oh, of course. Uh, do I have to sign anything or anything, or are you just uh, it good? Yeah, you should sign it too. This is kind of unprecedented. Yeah, sorry about that. I, I thought it would be a little quicker, but I guess we weren't up as long as we thought we might be. So yeah, Kanina will go ahead and sign it in her big old font script that she does. Infernal. <laughs> yeah. Big old. Do you sign, sign in your name in Infernal? Probably not. <laughs> so unless anyone particularly wants to role play out dinner through no. the night. No. I think then, we take our break. Then we'll, we'll take a, a short little break here. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Adventures in Aurelia. If you are liking what you hear, consider rating the show and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. If you know someone who likes fantasy stories and think they might like the show, help them find us by showing them adventuresinarelia.com, where they can listen to episodes, read our blog, and find links to subscribe to the show. We're also available in your favorite podcast apps. If you'd like to support the show, you can donate to us monthly on Patreon at patreon.com slash adventures in Aurelia. One dollar a month gets you access to all of our bonus content and helps us raise the funds needed to improve the show. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can send us an email at 
feedback at adventuresinarelia.com or you can join our Discord server at adventuresinarelia.com slash Discord. We'd love to hear from you. Lastly, we'd like to thank the artists who allow us to use their music in our show. Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, Tabletop Audio, Windswept, Sirenscape, Alexander Nakarada of Serpent Sound Studios, Adrian Von Ziegler, Jamie Brace, Derek and Brandon Feichter, and Scott Buckley. You can find links to all of these wonderful artists at adventuresinarelia.com slash music. <laughs>